0: Hey
1: everybody, I'm Amber. And I'm Maggie. And this is Crime Country. Today we are in Hawaii. Hawaii is the most recent state to join the Union and became a state on August 21st, 1959.
0: 1959.
1: That's crazy. That's like so recent.
0: Yeah, that's not long ago at all. I mean, when you put it into perspective.
1: Yeah, like the 1960s weren't that long ago. Yeah that's crazy um so the u.s. basically you. so the u.s. basically <laughs> illegally declared hawaii to belong to us in 1898 and then they made it a territory in 1900 but then didn't make it a state until 1959 hawaii is the only state to be made up entirely of islands It's the 8th smallest state, and the 11th least populated, with about 1.4 million residents. But it's the 13th most densely populated, because of how many people are in such a small space. Hawaii is a major agricultural exporter, but also has tourism and military defense as major economic factors tourists, surfers, and scientists come from all around the world to experience the unique things that Hawaii has to offer. If you visit Hawaii, you can see beautiful beaches, nature, animals, volcanoes, Pearl Harbor, and many, many, many more tourist attractions. I'm sure. I would love to go to Hawaii, but I've never been.
0: Me either, and I want to go, and I'm like, eh, hey, let's go. But he was stationed there when he was in the Marines, mm-hmm. so he's like, uh. I don't really need to go, but he's like okay, as if I'm there as a tourist, it'll be fine, but he's just like, I worked there for four
1: years. i be way different as a tourist. Yeah, Maybe. so I'm like can we please just go? It's expensive though, to go to Hawaii.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. I think we'll get there eventually, because I want to go really bad, but
1: we'll I, don't, see. I don't know if or when we will, because we have kids now. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Some weird laws in Hawaii include billboards are not allowed, which is the second state that that's been allowed in. Um, And it was somewhere else on the coast. I don't remember which state, but it was somewhere pretty that didn't allow billboards. I like it. I like that law. Yeah. Residents can be fined if they do not own a boat.
0: Can be fined if they don't own a
1: boat? Yeah, and I think that's for safety purposes like if the island ever has to be evacuated Hmm. they don't want anyone to be stranded there and like not have room on a boat or easy access to like get off the islands i don't know but interesting yeah um it's illegal to annoy birds at hawaii state park oh okay so no pestering the birds Yes, birds are like you're being annoying shut the fuck up Oh. Twins are not allowed to work for the same company in Hawaii.
0: Oh, probably because they don't want
1: them to like bamboozle them. Get up to hijinks and shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Kauai, buildings are not allowed to be taller than a palm tree. I mean, palm trees get pretty tall, so... Yeah, but they don't want like any skyrise hotels for tourists and shit to ruin yeah. the island, which is good. Yeah, that's smart. You can only have one alcoholic beverage in front of you at a time. Just like Utah. Yeah. Stupid liquor laws. That surprised me with Hawaii, though, because it's such like a touristy place and people on vacation. And they tried to change it recently, saying, like, well, that just encourages people to drink faster so they can get their next drink. But, yeah. I don't know, that's just a dumb law. Don't control what other people can do with their bodies.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, to an extent, obviously, there's got to be something Oh, yeah. But, for real.
1: To an extent. But you can tell if somebody just, like, ordered their next drink when they still have a sip left of their last beer, you know? Um, Yeah. Like, um, can you go and chug that before
0: I give you this? You can have a shot and a beer. In Utah? At the same time, yeah.
1: Did they change that?
0: I don't know. That's how it was when I, like, worked at Applebee's.
1: I don't remember. Anyways. And lastly... In 2014, it became illegal for police officers to have sex with sex workers during an investigation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> In 2014, God. that specifically became a law.
0: That's ridiculous that that's like a thing and it had to become a law and why? That's...
1: During Comment. an investigation. Common sense, you're a police officer. Get your shit together. Yeah, like maybe you just investigate during your investigation. Yeah, don't fucking get no side hustle going, you grosso. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we're in Hawaii. (laughs) We're in Hawaii, and (laughs) we're going to tell you guys some crime stories from Hawaii. I'm starting us out today. All right. And my story is infuriating. Oh, no. You you ready? Ready, Freddy. (sighs) Okay. So, Grace Hubbard was the niece of Alexander Graham Bell, and her grandfather was the first president of the Bell Telephone Company. And she eventually married U.S. Army Major Granville... Roley, is what he went by, Rolly. Fortescue, who was first cousins with President Theodore Roosevelt. Wow. Yeah. So she grew up rich as shit. She lived in high society. She was used to getting whatever the fuck she wanted, whenever the fuck she wanted it, and living an easy life. So her husband grew up that way as well, and they kind of just expected to live a lavish lifestyle forever. But her husband, Roley, Didn't end up having a successful career. Um, And once he retired from the army, he like didn't do anything else. And so they didn't really have any money coming in. And he may have been a drunk as well that just like traveled a lot and wasn't really around. But that didn't keep Grace from like maintaining appearances. So she had family homes that she lived in in Washington, D.C. and New York. That helped her keep up those appearances. She didn't have to pay for them. They were family owned for years and years and years. And um, her husband like, didn't really want to find work. Because he figured he'd just wait for her family to die. And they could inherit her family money. And keep oh, up their then lifestyles. They'd be, then they'd be set. Yeah. So, you know, just try and wait it out. And get by on nothing until then, apparently. I don't know. That's <laughs> the way to go. That's the way to live. Yeah, and he's 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 not the villain of the story, but she was all for keeping up appearances, uh, and apparently he sucked. But it was really hard to find unbiased stories about this, and I'll get into that at the end. But I don't. Know. Poor Grace, her husband didn't want to work. She never worked, but her husband didn't want to, and so she struggled to keep up appearances.
0: Oh yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> so. Grace had three daughters. The oldest one of these was Thalia. One place I saw it said her name was Talia, but everywhere else said Thalia. So I'm gonna go with Thalia. In 1927, Thalia married a Navy lieutenant named Thomas Massey, who was stationed in Hawaii. So... She moved to Hawaii with her husband. He wasn't stationed there when they got married, but he moved there. So she moved there. And then Grace was like, oh, I can't be that far away from my baby girl. So she bought a house in Hawaii as well. So she could be near her daughter. So they're living in Hawaii. They're only married like two years and their marriage is not going well. Um, They'd fight all the time. Thalia had suffered a miscarriage and She'd been referred to a psychiatrist at this time for her personal and emotional problems. So she like wasn't super stable and she was in an unhappy married marriage and she'd lost a baby. So things aren't going great for Thalia. So the couple is fighting a lot. They're not doing well. But on the night of September 12th, 1931, there's a Navy night dance at the Alawai Inn in wakiki so thomas wants to go to this dance with his navy buddies and is like well you don't get to have all the fun i'm coming too <laughs> and so they go to this dance they get a room at the end that the party's at and thomas like is ignoring thalia completely and just hanging out with his buddies getting drunk ignoring her so she's super pissed off and not having a good time at one point, she sits down in the seat and this drunk Navy guy comes up and is like, that's my seat. You need to move. And she's like, fuck you. I need oh. to move. And he's like, you're a louse. And she- a
0: louse? Uh, it's like a-, a lazy
1: ass. I think it's like a <laughs> lower class person, oh, uh, like okay. a lower class lazy person, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I could of looked that up, and I didn't. Uh, That's fine. <laughs> but he calls her a louse, and she gets really mad, and she slaps him across the face. And so someone finds Thomas, and they're like, dude, get your chicken check. She's being cray. <laughs> and, like, okay, this drunk guy came up to her and started yelling at her for sitting in a seat and then called her a name. So maybe she wasn't the one out of control, but, like, whatever. Uh, so... He comes and he tells her to like cool her jets or whatever. And I think she goes up to the room and she hangs out in the room for a little while. And then around midnight, she decides to go for a walk. She's just like over it. She's over this party. She doesn't want to be here anymore. So she leaves and goes for a walk down the street. It's around midnight. Weird time to go for a walk, but whatever. Yeah, that's a little weird. And not safe. Yeah, no, not safe. So around 1 a.m., this car full of people is driving down the road and they see this woman on the side of the road who like flags them down. And they pull oh. over and it's Thalia and her face is fucked up like she'd been beaten. Uh, oh. She had a broken jaw and scuffed up cheeks. And so she tells them like she was attacked and sh- they were like, we need to call the cops. And she was like, please just drive me home. I just want to go home. And so they're like. Okay, so they bring her home, and so Thomas, like, noticed she wasn't around at the party, but, like, didn't care that much, and so he just stayed, shut it down. It was supposed to end at midnight, but the Navy guys kept the band playing until one, and then at one, somebody was like, after party at my place, and Thomas was like, where's my wife? I don't know. Oh, well. And so... (laughs) He's just hanging out, drinking, having fun at this after party. And eventually he does call home to see if like Thalia made it home. And she's like, you need to come home. I've been attacked. And so he, he rushes home and he's like, what the fuck happened? And she's like, I was attacked by four or five Hawaiian guys. They beat me. They gang raped me. It oh. was terrible. And he was like, holy shit, we need to call the cops. And she's like, no, we don't. And she's like, "I don't, we don't need the details leaked. I don't want that to happen. We don't need to call the cops. And Thomas is like, fuck you, I'm calling the cops. This is not okay. Yeah. And so uh, the cops get there and they start like questioning. are like, okay, who did this? What did you see? And she's like, it was dark. I didn't see anything. I don't, I don't know. They had a car and I think it was a dark color. And there was four or five Hawaiian dudes. And she's a white lady. I don't I feel like he probably got that from her Alexander Graham Bell history and stuff, but just like she's a super rich white lady and she's blaming it on the people of color in this story. And uh the police are like, Okay, like any other details? Did you recognize any of them? Could you point them out in a lineup? And she's like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. So they take her to the hospital to be examined, and the nurses and the doctors are like, Yeah, she definitely got hit. Hit in the head a few times but like there's no evidence she was sexually assaulted in any way. Yeah. And the police were like nope she said it brown guys did it we gotta find them and so the police were looking for some Hawaiians to arrest. So they wrote somebody's name wrong so I had to go see what it was (laughs) because it was not a name in the first time I said it. (laughs) Um, The same night that she is attacked there was a man a man named Horace Ida who had been driving his mother's car, possibly his sister's car, according to one article, one of the two with some friends. um, They'd gone to a luau and when they left, they had almost gotten to a car accident with another car. Like it was almost like a head on collision and they swerved at the last minute. And it was so close that both the cars stopped and like everybody got out to like yell at each other about whose fault it was. And there was a lady in the, oncoming car who was like screaming at one of the guys and it wasn't Horace the driver but it was this other guy and he was like screaming back at her and he eventually like hit her in the face
0: and so like
1: it was almost like a full-out brawl but ever like some their calmer heads prevailed and everybody got back in their own cars and left so the lady had memorized the license plate number of the car that that had happened with so she could report it to police because a dude hit her in the face, which is not okay. So she goes to the police and tells them this happened. And it was, like, around the same time as Thalia's attack. And there was five Hawaiian dudes in this car. So the police are like, whoa, two white ladies were attacked the same night. These were obviously related. We have the license plate number. We got them. So they get the license plate number. They look it up. It's of Horace's mom and or sister. I'm pretty sure it was a mom. So I'm just going to say mom. So they look up the license plate number. It's the single lady's car. So they go to her house and she's like, oh, my son drove my car last night. So they wake him up at like the wee hours in the morning. And he's like, oh yeah, I know what this is about. Like my buddies slap that lady. I'll, I'll definitely come in and talk to you guys. And the police are like. You're a rapist. And he's like, whoa, what? (laughs) He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. And the police were like, "Mm, the doctor said she she wasn't raped, but we don't care. You're a rapist. And even the people in the car that picked up Thalia on the side of the road were like, she was wearing like an evening gown and it wasn't even wrinkled. Like everything looked perfect on her except her face. But, okay, whatever. The police just knew that Horace and his four poor friends... Like, these were, like, impoverished people of color that lived on Hawaii. They, the police just knew these guys did it. So, she said that they raped her six or seven times in the bushes. And she didn't have much other information to give them. But, uh... Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, <laughs> the police... Pick up Horace. He tells them, like, he was at this luau. And he was like, yeah, I had four buddies with me. We went to a luau. We left around midnight. We were driving home. There was the incident with the other lady. My buddy hit her. Not cool. Sorry about that. And they were like, we're taking you in to be identified by the lady who got raped. And so they bring him in front of Thalia. I don't think there was, like... This is before Hawaii is a state. It's just a territory at this point. So I don't... And it's only 1930 or 1931. I don't think there was, like, lineup procedures to make sure there's no prejudice or, like, leading of a witness sort of situation. So I'm pretty sure they were just like, hey, is this guy who did it? And she was like, I don't recognize him. And they were like, oh, shit. So... They're like, well, do you know the license plate number of the car? And she's like, nope, I don't, I don't, I don't recognize him. I don't know anything about it. So when they brought Horace in, he was in a brown jacket. And after she didn't identify him, they like let him go. But they got the name of his friends he was with that night, and they were like, we're on to you, buddy. And uh, the next day, Thalia is being like questioned repeatedly, still, and trying to figure out what happened. And Her and her family had been around the police, like, nonstop for the last several hours. And they'd heard multiple times over the police radio the license plate number that the other lady had given. Like, it was just said in front of them multiple times. And so then the next day, all of a sudden, she remembers the license plate number. And it was only one digit off from what that other lady remembered. So it was probably the same car, guys. Oh, probably. What do you know? What a coincidence. And then she also remembered that one of the guys who attacked her was wearing a brown jacket. Oh, she couldn't kind of have forgot that. Yeah. And didn't recognize it when she saw him in the brown jacket in front of her. But like the uh. next day she remembered the license plate number. Because that's how that kind of thing works. You see a license plate number and you completely forget it. And the next day you're like, five seven four JKF. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. <laughs> But whatever. So she remembers all these details. And the police were like, we knew it. Rapists. And so these five men, Horace Ida, Joe Kahahawai. (laughs) It's okay. I can't pronounce any Hawaiian things either. I'm
0: like, well, I don't know about this.
1: I feel really bad I can't pronounce Joe's name. Sorry, Joe. Uh... Okay, so there's five guys, like two of them were native Hawaiians, two of them were of Japanese heritage, uh, but like natives to Hawaiian, and one of them was a Chinese Hawaiian who was native to Hawaii as well. So they're all people of color from lower income families, and they're not rapists. Um, so there's Horace Ida, Joe Kaha Hawaii, Benny Ahakwelo, David Takai, and Henry Chang. All of these guys were like, got questioned separately and they all had the same story. We were at a luau. We left around midnight. We got in that like weird scuffle in the car and we went home. One of the guys slapped that lady. It was a bad move, but like, that's it. We were nowhere near where that other lady was attacked. It was across town. This is where we were. This is when we got home. Tons of people saw us at the luau. They saw us leave. Like Our families can tell you when we got home and the police were like, Nice story, fellas. <laughs> You're arrested for rape and assault. So at this point in time, there was a lot of racial tension in Hawaii between the native Hawaiians and, like, the rich white people moving to Hawaii and realizing how nice it was, slash, like, the Navy higher-ups that were also mostly white people. Yeah. So the Navy had, like, a really large present presence, And was run by a lot of white people. So um, there's these native people who are like, what the fuck? Our lands are being overtaken. And I'm sure like at first they were like, oh, this is good. We're going to have more opportunity for jobs and stuff. But then they started being discriminated against like horribly. And so it's becoming a problem. And uh, tourism had just started escalating within like the last 10 years. And so like all of the companies and like the Navy and The United States government was happy with the tourism increasing because that meant money for all of them. So it was good things, but the racial tensions were causing problems there as well. So at this point in time, Hawaii, like I said, was a U.S. territory, but not a state. And the Navy commandant at Pearl Harbor was like the boss of Hawaii for the government, basically. And he didn't want this story to get out of these Hawaiian guys attacking a woman because it would hurt tourism. It would make the um, people in Washington D.C. question whether or not he was able, whether or not he had the ability to maintain order, and whether or not they needed to bring in martial law to Hawaii because okay. it was a territory. So it fell in this weird law loophole of like not being under the U.S.'s laws, but they could declare martial law and just, like, have fucking army-ran government there. And nobody wanted that. But it was on the table if there was huge racial racial problems. So this slowly comes out that this white woman was attacked by five Native guys. And it's kept pretty local to, like, local newspapers. It didn't go national because the Navy was, like, doing everything they could to keep it from spreading. Yeah, they're like, let's go ahead and keep this on the hush-hush. Yeah, let's just get these guys prosecuted, get this all over with, and, like, not day. Not freak people out. So, <laughs> the newspapers were super biased. Uh, they described the five men of color as thugs, degenerates, and fiends. But Thalia was described as a white woman of refinement and culture. Ugh. And even the Navy commandant, who was like running things, suggested publicly that he just get a group of Navy men together to lynch the five men. What the crap? Yeah. Like, he openly was like, we should just hang them all in the streets. Wow. Especially when her story doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, it doesn't match up. Yeah, so um, and not to mention that a bunch of the Navy guys just referred to Native Hawaiians as N-words. Really? Yeah like all like super racist like it was bad wow so um, as this case is going forward against these guys Folia's story starts to pa- fall apart immediately the cracks are apparent and it basically would have been impossible for these men to have attacked her they were across town at like the exact same time getting in that altercation with the other lady yeah. There's no way they could have had that altercation, gotten their car, gone across town, attacked her, raped her six or seven times in the bushes, and all been home before she was found. Like it's just impossible.
0: Yeah, um, that doesn't doesn't line up.
1: No. And witnesses also came forward saying that they saw a single white man following Thalia down the street minutes before her assault took place.
0: Oh, a single white man. Hmm. No way.
1: And the nurses and the doctors and the people who picked her up said, like, mm, she just looked like she got hit in the face, which she definitely did. She had a broken jaw, but come on. So the trial proceeds, of course, because why Why wouldn't it? And Grace Forskew, her mother, Thalia's mother had been back at one of her other homes in Washington DC or New York when this all took place. And of course she rushed to be by her daughter's side. And despite most of the local articles being super racist and terrible and calling the men thugs and fiends and saying Thalia was just like a poor innocent white woman, some of the truth was coming out and people were like pointing out the cracks in Thalia's story. And even some police officers were like, this trial is a sham, but those people, those witnesses, those police officers were barred from going to the hearing at all. Uh, yeah. So they couldn't even go in the courtroom because it was super racist and they just wanted to convict the Brown guys. Cause it was easier. Yeah. Cause racism is real. Um, so thankfully there were several great attorneys who volunteered to represent these men who could not afford their own attorneys and try to get them as fair of a trial as possible. On December 6, 1931, despite everything that was stacked against them and a three-week trial and the longest deliberation of a jury in Hawaii history, their jury was hung. It was six for conviction and six for acquittal, and a mistrial was declared. What? So thankfully they weren't convicted, like you hear over a lot of these like fucking racist-ass cases of false claims. Uh, But they had to decide if they were going to try them again, because it was a hung jury. So they're weighing that and haven't pressed charges again yet, or whatever they have to do. But Thalia's mom and family and friends just could not wait for that and just had to take justice into their own hands. <sighs> so Grace Fortescue, Falia's mother was used to getting what she felt she deserved and used to not paying consequences for anything bad she ever did. And right now her daughter needed justice. So first Grace arranged for Horacida, the driver of the car to be kidnapped and brutally beaten. He was seized by a carload of sailors and beaten, clubbed, and whipped with leather belts. Oh my gosh. He was lucky to escape with his life. Like he almost was murdered, but somehow escaped. Jeez. Yeah. Then Grace, loving mother that she was, um, she got Thomas, Thalia's husband, And two of his Navy buddies to help kidnap Joseph Kahahawai. And they waited outside the courthouse for him. Because they knew he was due there for something following up on this whole situation. So they knew what time he was supposed to be there. They waited for him to leave the courthouse and they abducted him. They brought him to Grace's home and they interrogated him, quote unquote. So they questioned him. They, they basically were like, admit you did it while beating him brutally. Just trying to like force a oh. confession out of him. So they just wanted someone to confess to it and confess what their friends did. So all of them would go to prison. And during all of this, none of them confessed. None of them gave a false confession. Like they were each offered plea deals basically saying like if you tell us the rest of your friends did it you get aw- you get away with no charges like we'll what's that called uh Ex-
0: not expunge
1: uh um it's gone from my head plea deal yeah it's a plea deal where he wouldn't face any charges but everyone else would he just had to turn on all of his friends and they offered that to each one of the guys and they were like fuck that shit we didn't do it yeah thankfully none of them was like so scared that they just gave a false confession but right so joe's abducted and he's being beaten horribly by these three navy guys while this old lady watches and he's like i'm not confessing we didn't do anything and like at this point thomas thalia's husband and grace her mom had been at the trial they heard all the cracks in her story they heard the people being like no, I saw some white dude following her and the doctors being like, no, she definitely like wasn't raped. Actually, I think that was kept out of trial somehow. So they heard it, but it wasn't actually at the trial. But they were convinced yeah. Thalia was attacked by these men because racism. So they're beating the shit out of Joe and he's refusing to confess. And at one point he saw an opportunity to escape and he made a break for it. And one of the four people shot him in the head. Oh, my gosh. And he died. Ah. Yeah. So now they're like, well, shit, we got to get rid of this body. And they wrap his naked body in a sheet and load it into Grace's rented car. Oh, my gosh. I'm not sure if he was naked before or after they killed him, but I'm pretty sure it was before. And it was just part of the, like, torture they were doing. Because that makes more sense. Yeah. So they decided we'll wrap him up in the sheet, we'll drive him to this really desolate part of the island and dump his body. It'll be a while before anybody finds his body there. It will be found, but like nobody's really gonna care. He's a rapist and we all know it. And we don't have to pay for our actions because we're rich white people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because we're white and it's fine because we're better than everybody fucking wipes.
1: But people did care. Um, Joe's kidnapping had already been reported to the police and they were looking for him. And so the police were like out looking for this guy. They knew he'd been abducted. They knew about this like crazy tension and stuff. So it was a big deal before anyone knew he was even murdered. And... They were driving this rental car with this dead body in the back. And so it had blinds on the windows because old cars. Blinds on the windows? It was 1930. Yeah, I guess so. So they pulled all the blinds shut, which was not super common for people to drive around that way. So there was this motorcycle cop that saw this car with all the blinds pulled shut. And he was like, that's weird as fuck. So he pulls him over and he's like, holy shit, you have a dead body in your car. You're all under arrest. So they were immediately caught. Good idiots. And at this point, the story had been kept pretty well under wraps just to Hawaii. But once somebody was murdered, it spread like wildfire across the United States. So it blew up. Shit's going extra crazy with the racial tension. And you'd think like, oh, this poor man was murdered. People are going to be pissed about that, right? You would think. Nope. What? Newspapers spread it like Hawaii is a hotbed of anti-white racial hatred. And there's going to be race riots erupting. And white people are going to be attacked all over the island. And it's all the native Hawaiian people's fault. And those brown people are just the worst. Oh my god. Even though the only person dead at this point is a native Hawaiian. It's his fault. So, yeah, he totally. It's his own fault. He asked for it. But it's like the super rich white family that has all the, the edge air. on like keeping the story on their side and the power yeah. and the money and the influence to do that. So they did. And so like newspapers are going crazy and it's all like, oh my gosh, Hawaii is on the verge of a race war against white people. And... So stupid. So stupid. And no one seemed to care That Grace and her fellow murderers admitted that they killed this guy. They admitted it. They never denied that they murdered this man. That's sick. And Grace was just convinced that she wouldn't face any repercussions for this. Because she'd never faced any repercussions for anything bad she ever did in her life. So the rich white people hired Clarence Darrow to defend them. Clarence Darrow was the most famous lawyer of this era. He uh, was the lawyer for Leopold Leopold and Lowe. Um, he was he was huge. He like won all the time. But at this time he was like retired and in his 70s, and due to some like bad investments for the economy, he was completely broke. So usually he was like on the right side of history. I get I don't know, don't quote me on that. But he took on their case, even though he knew they were guilty as fuck, because they offered to pay him $40,000. Oh my gosh. Which would be like $780,000 today. That's insane. So they got the best lawyer possible, and he tried to spin it in court that the murder was justified, and it was basically an honor killing that was deserved What these confessed killers should be found not guilty. Because it was an honor killing? Because he was a rapist, even though Uh. he wasn't. So Thalia was put on the stand and she tried to play like this innocent victim role. But then when the prosecutor was up and like pushed her a little bit, she like lost her shit. She screamed, she ripped up some evidence that was in front of her and she stormed off the stand. Which makes you look super fucking not innocent. Yeah, that doesn't look good for you. But the courtroom was full of her supporters and everybody burst out into applause for her. Oh, she's she's (sighs) sticking it to the man. Yeah. So, like, this whole trial is a huge news story. Like, the biggest of its time. And the newspaper articles are painting it like, Oh, these poor, nice, rich, white people didn't deserve to be put in prison for murder. That they obviously committed and admit that they committed, but whatever. So most people believed that this jury would be hung like the first jury because they did it. But like there was so much support for them being let off that it was scary for a jury to convict them because they lived in Hawaii and the Navy was so ingrained in most things in Hawaii at that point in time, like companies had ties to the navy and so if you're on the jury that convicts these people you could lose your job you could be fucking killed by angry people that know you were on the jury you know like everyone wants you to acquit these people so everybody was like it's going to be a hung jury and then the government's going to come in and just like not try it again because of these this prospect of a race war and what was hanging in the balance was martial law like I said before so if they were found guilty people thought there was going to be race riots and martial law was going to have to come into place and no one wanted that on either side of the party and so they were thinking like the government wouldn't pursue a second trial it would kind of all just fade off into nothing and the islands would still remain under like civilian control which If they were found guilty, everybody was pretty sure it was going to go into martial law, basically. Yeah. So, somehow, despite all of this, the jury found them guilty. What? Yeah. So, the jury was made of six people of color and six Caucasian people. And despite the threat of outrage and retribution, all 12 people voted guilty. Good. Of manslaughter. Manslaughter? manslaughter. Well, not murder for beating this man and then shooting him in the head. Manslaughter.
0: That's a little more than manslaughter.
1: (sighs) Yeah. So obviously this was a lesser charge than they deserved, but manslaughter came with a mandatory 10 year sentence. But (laughs) because the government was so worried about riots and martial law and blah, 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 blah. Territorial Governor Lawrence M. Judd commuted the 10-year sentence for all four people to 1 hour to be served in his office. 1 hour the four murderers had to serve 1 hour in his office. So what they do just have a fun little social gathering?
0: Did they have cocktails together or something to celebrate? Probably that one fucking hour,
1: freaking ass wipes. Yeah, so they chilled with the governor for an hour, and they were free to go. All of them left Hawaii within the next couple days, never to return, leaving the islands in, like, racial instability. So, uh, martial law never happened, thankfully, but these murderers never came to justice. Thalia divorced her husband, like, a year later, and then she died by suicide in 1963. So, like, 30 years later people like to say it's because she felt guilty about the whole thing, but it took her 30 years. So I think she just struggled with depression, but, um, grace, her mother who orchestrated the whole murder and the kidnapping and beating of the other man lived to be 96 years old and served one hour of time for her crimes. (sighs) After the murder, murder trial, An independent investigation was done on the rape allegations, and it was found that the accused men could not have possibly committed the alleged rape and attack. It's believed that the rape never actually happened, and she just wanted to make her husband feel guilty about ignoring her at the party, basically.
0: Oh my gosh, so you have to go so far to... She didn't want anyone uh, to call the
1: cops. She told the people driving the car not to call the cops. She told her husband not to call the cops. It spiraled and then she couldn't backtrack. And she ruined five men's lives and let one of them be murdered for it. That's ridiculous.
0: And she served one hour.
1: No, she served nothing. This is Thalia. Oh, yeah. Her mom served an hour. Um, It's believed that the person that actually attacked her was a man in the Navy that went by moose. Uh, it said that she repeatedly embarrassed him in public and he was mad about it. I'm not sure if it's the same guy that she slapped for calling her a louse, just... but I feel like it probably was. Yeah. I feel like she got bored or upset. Her husband was mad at her. Like her husband thought it was her fault that she slapped this guy and told her to calm down. So I feel like she was like, ah, I'm going for a walk. And this drunk Navy guy who she slapped was pissed and followed her out down the street and punched her in the face a couple times. I think that's what happened, but at the time, she could not accuse someone in the Navy of attacking her because it would risk her husband's job, her lifestyle, and she's a woman. No one would believe her, probably, so it would just like ruin her life for no reason. So she defaulted to the old racist standby of blaming the men of color. (sighs) course. So, basically, the lives of five young men were ruined, one of the men was severely beaten and barely escaped with his life, another was murdered in cold blood, all because of lies and racism, and the monsters that committed the crimes faced zero consequences. The end. What the heck? Infuriating, right? Yeah, that's nuts. Like, I was so mad. And I was like, I have to tell this story because it's very not well known. And it's such a good example of this type of thing. It happens all the fucking time still to this day. Like, I was attacked. It was a- two black guys. You- no, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. You're a fucking liar.
0: But let's believe you because you're just this privileged white woman. And they were
1: admitted they did it. They admitted they shot him That's in disgusting. the head. They were caught with his naked, dead body in their car. But it was just manslaughter. It's fine. None of them spent a day in jail.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, so that's my infuriating case. Sorry.
0: One hour. I cannot believe that.
1: Yeah, right? Ugh.
0: And not even in a prison cell. In no, his fucking office. in the governor's office. They probably did have like freaking drinks and just chilled out and was like, oh, probably just another another day in
1: life. Probably, Fuckers. like seriously, they pro- he was probably. Like, Can I use- get you guys anything? I'm so sorry. We have to go through with this. <laughs> yeah, it could be worse. I'm so sorry. This is silly, I know, but we had to do something. <sighs> One hour. <laughs> okay, I need another drink
0: okay i guess i'll go get a refill for my story
1: okay so my little polish chickens they're like six weeks old at this point and they're so funny looking with their crazy hair yeah i'll post a picture on our instagram post but i can't tell if they're hens or roosters because you can't tell until they're more like adults but if you like look up Polish chickens, you can really tell the difference between girls and boys because the girls' hair is all, like, rounded and, like, together and not, like, crazy. But the guy's hair is more, like, just, like, individual strands and, like, longer and, like, points, like, down. And so mine are, like too young to tell which way it's gonna go they could be either way and they're so like skittish because they can't see well with their huge head of feathers and yeah. so like they're just more skittish of birds and so they just kind of like run at each other when they get freaked out and that's kind of like a rooster attitude to like come at another chicken but it seems more like a like a scared action so I don't know I, they're probably both roosters yeah. with my luck but I don't know I'm kind of thinking they both kind of look like hens. But it's too early to tell still, so we'll see. I'll keep y'all yeah. updated. I hope they're hens. Um, I'll post a picture. If anybody knows about chickens, let me know what you think if my two are boys or girls. Um, yeah. I, I haven't even like named these ones because we gave them names when they were really little that don't fit them anymore. Oh, okay. Because they just their little personalities are changing? No. <laughs> so we definitely based it completely off looks because of their funny okay. hair. And so the One that's now gray with a white head was yellow for a long time. And so it just had this like funny yellow hair. And we were like, oh, that's Rodney because he looked like Rodney Dangerfield.
0: And then we (laughs) called the
1: other one Einstein because he has like this white spot in his black hair poofage. And so we're like, oh, there's Einstein and Rodney. But then he turned gray and he has this white head of crazy feathers and he looks like Einstein. Like, he looks like Einstein. It's like, well, we can't call the other one Einstein when this one looks just like Einstein and nothing like Rodney Dangerfield. So, yeah. And he also kind of looks like Doc from Back to the Future. (laughs) And so he's either Einstein or Doc. And then I don't have a name for the other one. So if you listen to this and you see our Instagram post, let me know if you think they're boys or girls and what we should name them. Yeah. Okay. That'd be fun. What are you talking about this week, Amber? Amber. So,
0: my story, it doesn't have a lot of details, and it's similar to, I don't remember if it's my last week's story or the week before, so we will see. I was stuck in a car on my return from Lake Havasu for longer than expected, so I did all my research on my phone when I had service throughout to drive, so.
1: Hawaii was a little hard, too. Just because it's so small, but yeah. um, I don't remember what you talked about last week. Just so our listeners have some insight into who I am as a person, I don't remember shit.
0: Yeah, I don't remember much
1: either. I know. But- okay, so last week we were in Alaska, and I talked about a serial killer.
0: Okay, so I think the one that's similar
1: is the okay, one before was that. Alaska. In Maine, you talked about Thane Ornsby, and he killed three people for no reason, basically.
0: Yeah, so it's similar to my last week, because that's the guy that was at, like, the mental institution and got out and killed people (sighs) on, like, a day pass or whatever. Yikes. And so this one is similar. (laughs) But there's, well, yeah, there's still death. So, yeah. (laughs) So I spoiler gonna, alert. <laughs> yes, yeah, spoiler alert. Sorry about it. Um, also,
1: sorry about the main episode. Yeah,
0: that was, that was a rough week, but it
1: is hopefully, what
0: it is. hopefully, you guys are hanging in there with us. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm going to tell you about uh, Randall Sato. I think that's how you spell it or you say it. But again, there wasn't a lot of background information on this guy like i couldn't find much details um so my story is going to be pretty like brief and to the point and not a ton of extra information because i couldn't find any okay um so basically what this guy did is he escaped a mental psychiatric place and he actually got from hawaii all the way to california on his escape while he was escaped he didn't kill anybody thank goodness um so the reason why he was in this mental psychiatric place was because in 1979 he randomly like for no there was no motive really there was no reason no rhyme or reason he didn't know the victim he ended up shooting a woman So, in July of 1979, in a mall parking lot in Hawaii, he decided that he was going to shoot Sandra Yamashiro in the face with a pellet gun. And then he proceeded to stab her to death and left her body in the parking lot of the mall.
1: Weird. Like, that's so scary. Yeah. I have so many thoughts. Like, um... What was he eventually diagnosed with to keep him in the mental hospital? So it's fucking weird shit, dude. He was diagnosed
0: with, of course, I don't have my notes. So I'm like scrolling through my thing. Um, But basically, he was diagnosed with like necrophilia and one other thing. How does that get
1: him off of like being convicted of? Because murder. he
0: he was mentally mentally insane. Oh, yeah, time. but like
1: necrophilia doesn't make you commit murder. Yeah, exactly. What's um, the other thing? Because I need to know.
0: Okay, so he was after the murder. He was reportedly diagnosed with sexual sadism and necrophilia. Or sexual attraction to corpses.
1: Those are not mental disorders that exclude you from knowing that it's wrong to murder. Exactly. That's really fucking weird. Yeah. My other thought I was having is like he shot her in the face with a pellet gun. That sounds very unpleasant. Yeah. Right. No, not...
0: I don't. I don't want to be shot with a pellet gun in the face.
1: But it's not any you. So he shoots her in the face with a pellet gun, and she's like.
0: Ow! What the fuck? And then he stabs her to death. Yeah, for for no reason. Like he didn't know her. It was just a random, random attack.
1: And that's terrible. Yeah, terrible is what I said because it's terrifying terrible. and terrible. Just yeah. like you're going to the mall to pick up something, which is like already my nightmare. And already my nightmare. <laughs> You don't even have to add to it. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't go to the mall anymore. That's like not a thing. Yeah, I
0: don't think the mall's gonna be around for
1: um, a long time. It was fun as a teenager, just to be like, oh, are there any cute boys? Or they can get a drink from the food court. But like, my sisters witnessed a scary event at a mall somewhat recently, within the last couple of years. I don't remember exactly what happened. There was like somebody robbed a kiosk something. It was a scary thing and they were right there. And then that night I had a nightmare that I was at the mall with my sister Dale. And so Dale like disappeared for a minute and all of a sudden there was an active shooter in the mall and we didn't know what was going on. And then I caught a glimpse of Dale and she was like, Saving people, but she got caught in the process or shot in the process. So I had this nightmare Ooh. that she got murdered in a mall shooting, and now I never want to go to the mall again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just because of a dream, but like also it's scary. You hear yeah. a lot of shooting at malls. Yeah. So worst dream ever, basically. And I mean, the world we live in, there could be mass shootings anywhere, but like, yeah. I feel like there's more of them at malls than most people acknowledge and malls are overpriced and there's a lot of germs and I I just don't need to go there.
0: Yeah. I don't think malls are gonna be around a lot longer. I think online shopping and COVID just are gonna be the death of in in in-person shopping malls.
1: You're probably right. Anyways Back to your terrible story about someone being randomly murdered in the parking lot of the mall.
0: Yeah, so it was 29-year-old Sandra Yamashiro, and she was murdered at the mall. And so I don't know how much longer, because I couldn't find any details. I kept, like, Googling her name and murder, and it just kept bringing me to this guy, but didn't give me any details about anything else. And so... I don't know how long she was there before she was found. I don't know who found her. I don't know how they linked him to her murder. I don't know any of that because it could be.
1: Malls are super popular in public. It's not common there's someone in the parking lot when there's not other people around. So, people right. probably saw it and like yeah, probably tackled him or something.
0: Probably something. So, he was caught for it um and I'm pretty sure, he, like he admitted to it one way or another. And so, anyways, he goes through the the stuff. But then, since he's diagnosed with his necrophilia and um, sexual sadism, apparently he was sent to a mental institution instead Again, of
1: prison. Those don't seem like things that should excuse knowing that murdering someone is wrong, right? no they shouldn't it it should not be
0: an excuse no not even not even a little bit that makes no sense at all
1: yeah it's fucking bullshit yeah so in
0: 1981 that's when he got sent to the hawaii state hospital and he would stay there for the foreseeable future because 36 years later in november of 2017 He escapes from the hospital.
1: Wow, that's a really long time. Yeah. Okay, wait. In 1981, he was 29.
0: No, he was like 22. The girl he killed was 29. Okay. I think he was was early 20s.
1: And it was 81, right? Yeah. So he's like almost 60, and he escapes from... That's crazy. Like, he was in the mental hospital for 36 years. Yeah, and then he just
0: decides he's going to escape. And he got away with it. Wow. Yeah, and he didn't just get out of the hospital. He got out of the state. on
1: how? In 2017? Yeah. Like, how? The advances in traveling between 1981 and 2017? Like 9-11 happened 16 years before he did that. How, how did he escape the islands?
0: I don't understand because he got on not just a regular plane, like a chartered plane. And I guess what I saw in one of the articles, like the charter planes they don't have the same TSA measures, yeah. So that's how he got away with but it. But how
1: did he afford it?
0: See, I don't know because they are. It was like fifteen hundred bucks, I think, for this little
1: chartered plane. It's less than I would think. So yeah, but still. I mean, it took him thirty six years, but apparently he had fifteen hundred bucks saved up or something.
0: Apparently, or like someone else was helping him out. Like it was an outside connection and he was getting help I don't know because he pays for this expensive ass charter flight to go to California honestly
1: 1500 bucks is not that much money
0: for like a one-way
1: flight I mean it's a lot but if you're a criminal on the run trying to get off of Hawaii it's like twice as much as you'd play pay for like a round-trip flight for one person Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Like, it's like two trips to Hawaii.
0: I'm just a cheap ass, so I'm like, that's expensive. It is. But I get what you're saying. Like, obviously, it's worth it if he's trying to
1: get out of there. It's a lot of money, but it's not that much money. It's less than I would have assumed it would take to fly to Hawaii on a chartered plane.
0: Yeah, and how do you even, like, set up a chartered flight like do you just show up at the airport and just be hey i need a chartered plane
1: to take me especially when you've been in prison slash a hospital for the last 36 years and like i guess like a hospital is probably more lenient so he had access to computers and like knew how the internet worked so he probably he could have i don't know They probably monitored stuff but he'd been there so long maybe they just like ignored him who fucking knows man 2017 like the internet is how you schedule that.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. Apparently he must've had some sort of special treatment because, um, the article said that he was basically like this charming guy. And so he probably got away with a lot of stuff, just like the other guy. He just was a schmoozer, you know? Um, and I don't know how much truth there is to it because I couldn't find, specific articles or specific details but allegedly he also had sexual relations with three at least three people that worked at the hospital that he was in yikes yeah like mm, i don't know about it that's what the fuck is wrong with you both of the parties the workers and the guy like
1: yeah i still can't believe he's not competent to stand trial for those reasons.
0: Yeah, that blows my mind. Like mm, I don't I don't get it. I yeah. don't follow. Ugh. So, he's a, he escapes, he's on the run, he makes it to California and again, I cannot confirm because I couldn't find any information, but supposedly he had like a brother or a family member in Stockton, California, so that's where he was he was on his way to. So he gets to California and he calls a cab. And so there's actually video of him getting into this cab. And because that's it's how 2017. He... Yeah. So the cab has like a video rolling the whole time he's in the cab doing his business. And so she like, or the cab driver, I don't know if it was a woman or a man, but they kind of like, okay, uh, give the heads up because at this point, Apparently, it took like two hours or more for anybody at the hospital to realize that this guy was gone and not coming back. And they were like, oh, uh, he's missing. But that's
1: pretty quick. It could have been like all night at a hospital where he's been 36 years.
0: I think it was like between two and 10 hours. That's a real big window. Yeah. But there was no like.
1: There was a delay for sure
0: yeah but once obviously they're like hey this guy's missing then there's like all points bulletin all over and they had kind of this intel that he might be going to california so they were like all right here we go here's the information if anybody sees this guy like he's he needs to be reported he's escaped the mental
1: institution that's crazy because like california is huge yeah. So it's like, what are the chances somebody hears that APB and happens to see him? Because
0: right, like I we get can...
1: Amber Alerts and I'm like, um, what are like? I'll try and look out for this license plate number, but I'm I got other things in my mind when I'm driving around, and usually I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, are they driving past my house? Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So thankfully, this cab driver like. Puts two and two together and was like, oh shit, I think this is the guy. And I've got him on my camera. So then he quickly gets like swooped up. I think he made it three days it was. He was before he got caught.
1: So uh, maybe she didn't know it when he was in her car. But heard the APD later and was like, oh shit, let me check my camera. This might be your guy. That makes yeah. more sense. Okay. That's
0: probably what it was. Because that would be a pretty quick turnaround for her to like, or him, her, whoever the cab driver was.
1: It's um, her, whatever. Yeah. So, That's probably a she. Women are notice, noticeable. Noticing. <laughs> observant.
0: Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Ob- I'm super
1: observant. Um, <laughs> I think I've confirmed that I'm not. But retrospectively, uh, I'd be like, oh, it could have been that guy.
0: Yeah. So he finally gets caught three days after he escapes. And when they catch him, he has $6,000 cash on his person and then his chartered plane ticket and like two fake driver's licenses. But the fake driver's licenses had his photo on them. So, and they were pretty believable because they had like watermarks on them as well. So that's, how they believe like he got through the airport and like on the plane and all those other things but again how the fudge does this guy have over six grand in cash and all these fake ids
1: okay so he was in the psychiatric hospital for 36 years yeah and if someone's sending you a hundred dollars a month let's see
0: so that would be.
1: He was in there for. Well, he had six thousand dollars plus fifteen hundred dollars, so seventy five hundred dollars, right? divided by a hundred dollars, that'd be seventy five months. So seventy five months is six point two five years. He was in there for three thirty six years.
0: All right. So I guess he could have a shit ton of money if if somebody you put was it just sending
1: way. him like twenty bucks a month. Yeah. So he has to get $208 a year. It's not a That's lot of money. easy. Yeah, in a year. So he probably had a family member sending him money, thinking they were helping him out, getting, like, some extra noodle flavors in the psychiatric hospital or something. I mean, <laughs> some extra noodles? <laughs> noodle flavors. Extra noodle flavors. Ramen flavors, you know. That's what yeah. they do in prison, right? That's okay. uh, so what TV tells me, okay? <laughs> But he wasn't even in prison, so he probably had more lenient. And I don't think they could do jobs for money in, like, a a hospital like that. Like, in prison, you could make, like, 15 cents an hour or some shit doing jobs. But that goes towards your commissary. But he probably just had, like, friends that he'd be like, hey... And he probably made pen pals and shit. I bet he had limited access to the internet because it's way more lenient than prison being in a hospital. And they knew he was one of their more stable patients. So he had a little bit more freedom. So he probably made like pen pals and they probably sent him like five bucks a month. And it probably didn't take him very long to save up 7,500 bucks. And he was there for 36 years. Yeah. That's crazy. Ever. Sorry. That was like a tangent.
0: But so 36 years he escapes he gets caught three days after his escape and that's in like november of 2017 when he escapes and gets caught um and then his excuse for escaping the place was not to hurt anybody but just the opposite he wanted to get out of that place because apparently he was mistreated and he wanted to prove that he could be a functioning member of society. And like, basically that was his justification. He's like, I wasn't going to hurt anybody. Not crazy. Like I just, this is the only way that I can prove that I'm like what I'm, I'm worthy of being a like functioning person that like, can get on in my day-to-day life and be around others without harming them and I just want to prove that so that was why he escaped not to do anything else
1: I get his thought process because <laughs> he's been in a hospital for 36 years and he probably was sentenced He was probably like not guilty by reason of insanity so he had to be held in a mental hospital until he was determined to be like sane and that that's indefinite you know yeah they knew what he did so it probably was like he was gonna be there until he died he'd already been there for 36 fucking years and so he's probably right there's no way he's gonna be considered for release ever until he's like really old and they don't want to pay for him anymore and think he can't cause any harm Or he escapes but escaping is not going to prove to them that you're not guilty it's going to give them more reason to think you're unstable. so the only way that works is if you never get caught so like I get his thought process there but for that to work you just have to disappear into the night and that's what he tried to do he had two other IDs he had a stash of cash he was trying like he probably eventually would have tried to Fleet in Mexico or something. Oh yeah, at some point I'm sure. But he only made it three days. Right. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't
0: make it very long. But so the hospital people are like, well, he's obviously a master manipulator. Like, but there was no like confirmation. Like everybody, Mm. the police considered him a danger and all of that. But I don't know the extent of of how worried or concerned they were. But I mean, this guy shot someone with a pellet gun and stabbed them to death
1: at random with no yeah. warning signs. So who knows what he would do next?
0: Yeah, who who knows? And he's had thirty six years to so just like hide it over. Yeah, like yeah. what's next? I'm not gonna hurt anybody. I just want to prove I'm like a good person and I can <sighs> like do my part in society. Mm-hmm. I don't know about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm for rehabilitation to some extent, but there's certain people who give no warning signs and then commit horrendous crimes, and it's like, well, you're obviously good at hiding what you're thinking. Yeah. And he's not um, diagnosed with anything that I consider that would equal that crime. Yeah, no. Like, Like, it's weird. So he's somebody I, like okay, maybe he is severely mentally unstable, and they didn't put him in prison. They put him in a hospital for help. So that's good, but I'm not comfortable with him being released because no one knows why he did it or if he would again because there's no reason he did it. There's no answer to why he did it in his, like, diagnosis. Not that that's a fair assessment, but still, like, doctors obviously didn't think he was capable of being released. In 36 years. so And he plotted yeah. this whole thing. To escape with cash in hand.
0: Yeah. Which is nuts. So I don't know. When you break it down. For the, t- the amount of time he was in there. I mean he could easily just have. Accumulated that money. So that's not like. That crazy I guess. But just. The fact that he kind of like. Got away. Without sounding an alarm, just, like, without doing anything. So, it's, like, with someone involved, they help him. Well, and
1: also, when somebody's sending someone money while they're in prison, it doesn't go into their hand. Right. It's put into, like, an account. So...
0: How did he get all the
1: cash? I don't know if it's a different when you're in a hospital. Maybe he had like an outside bank account that he set up online and then he just went to it and withdrew all his money. Or there was someone on the outside helping him.
0: Yeah, that's
1: true. Could be very possible. I don't, I don't, that's hard to say.
0: Yeah, so there was never a confirmation. And then other things, well, that were like just details were of course, that he had sexual relations with the workers, some of the workers at the place, and he also was able to get contraband, including cell phones and pornography. Oh, shit. While he was in there. So, anyways, once he's caught, he does end up getting a prison sentence, and so he's supposed to go to prison for five years, and then after that five years, he'll go back to Hawaii and the the psychiatric place hmm. and that sentence I think was just recently made a thing for some reason like May 6th of 2021 is in my brain but I'm going through like all the articles that I have open and I can't find that date exactly but I think it was just recently because it said so 17 18 19 20 because uh, it said three years after he was like arrested for escaping. He was sentenced to the five years. So I think that's accurate because he was arrested in the end of 2017 for escaping November.
1: Okay, so So, the beginning of 2021.
0: Yeah, let's see. After almost four years of his escape, he's sentenced to five years in prison on May 6th of 2021. And so I guess he made a statement and basically he said in his statement that he had these regrets for the Yamashiro family of the girl that he murdered. And he was like, he wants to say he's sorry and for their loss and this and that and blah, blah, blah. So like, sure, that's nice, but kind of too little, too late, man. When you couldn't, you couldn't give them this apology. Not that it even matters at this point, but
1: well, and any time during the 36 years, like, yeah, you could have made this sort of statement and acknowledged that you came to terms with what you did and then, like, maybe face being incarcerated for it. Or, because I feel like that's the thing, right? Like, you're not guilty because you're not stable, so you have to go to a mental hospital until you are. Yeah. I don't, yeah. It's like, well, I'm sorry to their family, but I don't want to be in the hospital anymore. Yeah. Well, so, guess what? They don't want to not have their daughter anymore, so fuck off. Or their mom, or their sister, or their wife. She was right. a 29-year-old woman. She probably had kids. Probably. She like, probably could have had a fam- uh, an entire family, yeah. yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah.
0: Fuck so, you, man. Fuck you. Yeah, so um, apparently when he got this prison sentence for the five years, um, he was said to be mentally fit. So that they could send him to jail. But after the five years, he's supposed to be hospitalized again in in Hawaii. So we'll see what happens there. If he does end up going back, if he dies before then. But he's still pretty young. He's only in his 60s, early 60s.
1: Yeah, very early 60s. That's crazy.
0: So, yeah, freaking nuts, though, man. And I just don't understand how he escaped the, the place. Like, there had got to be someone involved and when the police went to go like question the workers or the the facility they wouldn't they wouldn't speak with them about it
1: yeah because they don't want to get like lawsuits and shit so they're just protecting their own asses but he'd been there 36 years and he'd been like a model prisoner or like yeah, a model manipulator. For 36 years. So it was just routine with him for 36 years. Like It's not yeah. like they he ever tried to escape before. So they were their guards were completely down with him. They trusted mm-hmm. him. He'd been there for so long. They knew him. He was charming and amiable. Probably one of the better patients they had to deal with. So I guess I'm not as surprised because he didn't escape prison. He escaped a hospital he'd been in for longer than he'd been out of prison he knew the place he knew how it ran he knew the people he knew his opportunities and he obviously planned it well in advance to save up that money and get two different ids so yeah he he probably just knew they didn't keep that good of an eye on him because he wasn't a concern after that much time yeah he definitely
0: knew that he could get away with it and he did but it was short-lived
1: yeah, he got caught quick. He didn't think that much through it. But yeah. That's crazy. I feel bad for his victim's family. Yeah, that that's
0: rough. And especially for him to like escape and then just be, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, no, we don't we don't need to hear from you.
1: Well, no. my my people didn't ever apologize to their victims, so they thought they were in the right murdering him, so Yeah, that's ridiculous. At least he apologized, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess thirty six years later it's fine. That was um interesting because it kind of was similar to my last one, but recently he didn't murder anybody. His murder was from nineteen seventy
1: nine. Yeah, thankfully he didn't get out and just like murder someone.
0: Yeah, thankfully, but he was he was trying to prove a point that he could be a a good member of society and he could contribute
1: i guess i guess i kind of get that he went to this hospital so young and he's probably surrounded by like severely unstable
0: people yeah
1: and that'd be hard and so Mm -hmm. he relates more to like The staff and they, he's so nice to them and he enjoys interacting with them because it feels stable. And so he builds like a good rapport with these people and he feels just like a sane person that doesn't belong there for 36 years. So I get like him plotting an escape and stuff like that. Yeah. Also, I don't think he deserves freedom. I think you have to answer for your actions. And when you're 21 years old, you're old enough to know that killing someone means you don't get freedom for the rest of your life because you didn't give them a rest of their life. So Right.
0: You don't get to make that choice.
1: Sorry you don't like being there. You're lucky you're not in prison, sir.
0: Right. Well, now he is for a short stint,
1: but we'll see I'm what sure happens, he'll I be
0: guess.
1: fine. Okay. Well, that was Hawaii. Yeah. If anyone wants to sponsor a crime country trip to Hawaii for us to record from there, you can Venmo me the money for the tickets <laughs> and uh, just message me. I'll send you that info. It'll be great. Oh, thanks so much. We'll record extra content while we're there. Maybe we'll even include a video. Oh, yeah. All the videos. We'll be very drunk. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> um. If you want to know where we got our details, we link all our show notes our all our sources in our show notes and you can look at them there. you can do your own research. There's probably details we missed in other articles, but we do the best we can. We would love it if uh, you guys would go to iTunes and rank uh, or review us. We have nine reviews and we've been doing this for almost a year so. <laughs> If you listen and you kind (laughs) of like us, just like go throw five stars on there and leave a comment that says, cool, and we'll love you forever. If you are like me and you have Samsung devices, not iPhones, you can go to our Instagram page and click on the link in our bio and it brings you to like the iTunes page. And I think you can add a review from there and we would just really appreciate it. So please give us five stars. It would just help us get noticed a little more, get a little bigger of an audience um, or whatever. If not, no whatever. big deal. We love you guys either way. <laughs> it's true. Uh, next week, we're going to do Puerto Rico. That will be fun. Yeah. And then we're still like figuring out what we're going to do. But we'll let so if you, you have
0: suggestions out. for that. Let us know.
1: Yeah. It'll be some version of something. We'll keep coming yeah. at you every week. <laughs> Uh, all right, we love you guys. Bye. 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 So my little brother had his surgery hey. last Tuesday, and it went great. Awesome. Like so good. Like he's finally like, holy shit, my life's gonna change.
0: So he's already like feeling much better.
1: Yeah, like he's in pain from the surgery. Yeah, because they cut him open from his belly button to like his pubic bone they moved his kidney across his body and attached it it. on the other side. They had to remove it and reattach it on the other side. It's a huge surgery. And so he has, like, this tube coming out of the one side that they moved it from. It's, like, draining the arteries that were on that side, like, into a bag that's just, like, hanging off of him for... Hopefully he gets it removed tomorrow. But it just depends, like, how much is drained, I guess. And then... So, he has a long recovery because it was a huge surgery. So, he still has, like, pain from the surgery. Yeah. But he instantly felt better on the pain that he's had for the last, like, six years on the other side. And, like, he's vomits so much usually. And that's, like, gone. He's not just sick and in pain 24-7. And he's, like, wow, like, this is life-changing. And I was, like,
0: yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, Uh. that's good that he's already, like... Aside from the pain from recovery, it's good that he's already noticing. And he's like, okay, this is good.
1: The sad thing is he was like, wow, the doctor. I'm going to make myself cry Um, because it upsets me so much. But he was like, the doctors and nurses have been so nice to me. Like, they actually believe me. And it's like, that's fucking terrible. That's awful. He's been in pain. He's been literally so disabled. Debilitatingly sick for six years, like debilitating for at least three years, sick for six. And he's literally had doctors tell him that it was just all in his head and that he was making himself sick because he was just anxious. And yeah, okay, that he smokes too much pot. And he's like, you know what, that's the only way I don't puke occasionally. So, like, fuck you. But so, like, they've just been mean to him. They've written him off. They think he's a drug addict trying to get pain meds, even though he never even asked for pain meds. He's like, fix me. Yeah, he's like, I don't need medication. I just need to feel better. Yeah, and so they've removed his appendix. They've told him he has every allergy in the book and he can't eat this, that, and this. And then the next time he goes in, he's like, oh, wait, you can't eat that, but you can't eat this, this, or this. Oh, it's a gluten allergy. Oh, it's this. For six years and he didn't even (laughs) want to keep going because he's just like has a bunch of medical bills. He can't fucking work because he's been so fucking sick and they don't even fucking believe him and can't find the problem. So like thank God they finally did. It's just so frustrating that it, it took this long for anybody to like look at his kidneys. Yeah. And for it to get fixed. I'm so glad it is. I'm so glad he found the doctor that found the thing and he has two rare syndromes but they're not one of the one that's causing the main problems is not like an unknown syndrome. It's a thing that happens that causes the problems that were happening to him. So it's like how did no how did they one look them? for it? Yeah. I don't know. It's just frustrating. But it's done. He's better. He's still young.
0: Yeah, he's still got his whole life ahead of him.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be like a huge great thing. Heck yeah. Yay. Okay. Anyways, on to our podcast. Okay.